dead and buried deep within a cemetery I will fight, never weary, I wanna be legendary Till I'm dead and buried deep within a cemetery I will fight, never weary, I wanna be legendary Brand new. Brand new by FX. Thanks for not copywriting that song. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is our first official Peak Mentality podcast. <laughs> I thought the uh, first one was the best one. That was a good one. We might have to release that later on. But um, yeah, that was like months and months ago. Three glasses of wine deep. Yeah, I wasn't there. I was getting ready for a uh, triathlon <laughs> the <laughs> night, night before. I was help preparing you. Yeah. Yep. So... What? Cats? Cats doing something crazy outside? No, video record. Oh, I'm not recording yet. Oh, okay. I just have the camera set up. Nice. Yeah, my, my little crafty idea for my birthday. Get up at 3 a.m., run, swim, ice bath, do a podcast. And drink matcha. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like every year I torture myself more and more on my birthdays. Yeah, I mean, when you said you wanted to wake up at 3 a.m., I was not shocked, but surprised, especially since you were still working out at 10 p.m. last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I slept like two and a half hours. Yeah, I'm sure. So it was, it was a struggle, but I feel good right now. Yeah. For now. Give it a couple hours and I'll be, yeah. uh, I'll be napping. Yeah, so the big two eight. Mm-hmm. Now you're past the mid twenties, oh pushing gosh. the thirties. Just an FYI. I'm getting old. Yeah, and I can say that because I'm almost twenty nine. Yeah, that's right. You are. Yeah, the mindset kind of switches. To what? Holy crap! I'm <laughs> almost thirty. Too. I'm still in my mid twenties, yeah, and I'm still free to do whatever I want. So my mom told me this morning. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm old. You're almost 30. <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that means I'm old." Yeah, so. I think that's the biggest thing is your parents or your grandparents start to realize how much older you are. Mm-hmm. Times of flying. Yep, yep. But it's good. Twenty-seven was the best year I've ever had. You think? Yeah. Well. Back in 2019, that was a pretty solid year. Yeah, that was that was fun. That's when I got to be on Ninja Warrior. But um, yeah, this last year was uh pretty epic. So 28 is definitely gonna bring some bigger shoes to fill. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think this year has already been pretty significant. Oh, it's been insane. Like, I can't even like fathom all the stuff I've gone to do. Yeah, you're gone a lot. Yeah. Traveling a lot. Event-wise and business-wise, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Would you like to elaborate? Elaborate on what? (laughs) (laughs) The things you've accomplished in (coughs) 29, or 27. I'm 27. Well, so last year in 2021, ran 100 miles at World's Toughest Mudder. Then in March, I went and did the Drift 101, 100-mile sled pool through Wyoming in the snow, and and what was after that one? Oh, we had a triathlon after that one, mm-hmm. and then we had Silver Moon. Silver Moon 100 miler, and then another triathlon in May. 
Yeah, and yeah. and after that, it kind of just is every weekend. So I actually I after that, really no, we, we had Poconos or sorry, uh, Pennsylvania toughest mm-hmm. somewhere in there, which we took first place at. And then I Shout think Elliot. Af- yeah, I think every other weekend after that was something. Yeah, I've done yeah five triathlons this year, two hundred miles. Bass Lake's in there somewhere. Well, Shaver yeah. Lake's in there. Well, that's that's a triathlon. No, I know, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying there's <laughs> Bass a lot. Bass Lake, Shaver Lake, Donner Lake. Oh, Donner was um, fun. Millerton Lake. Yep. Twice. So, yeah. Um, Infinity Toughest in Seattle. Toughest uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and then Moab. Yeah, Can't forget Moab. Well, we paced Elliot in Tahoe. Tahoe 200. It just paced him in Moab 240. Which do you think was better? The oh, one up Mo- in Tahoe? Moab was Moab. fucking sick. Just the I mean, Tahoe scenery. is cool because you, you're going through stuff you've never, never even seen. Yeah. But Moab was insane. Hmm. Yeah. Was, uh, I'd rather do Moab 240 than Tahoe 200. Hmm. But, yeah. What's so 40 extra miles in beautiful yeah, so that's, country? That's semi on the list for events this next year. Yep. Um, what other events did I have? I had... Yeah, right. The day before I left for Moab, I did the pincushion goat run. Mm-hmm. And shortly before that was the um, 100K at China Peak. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so many. I can't even keep track of it. I think we almost touched all of them. If we're missing any, it's. No, I think we got all. Of yeah. Them. And then Worlds is in like three weeks. Holy moly! So. How's it already been a year? That's what I can't get over. I know. It's so crazy. I'm actually wearing my gold jacket right now. For those of you that are listening and, and know what the... It's well technically supposed to be an orange jacket, but in 21, they gave us gold ones that are like schmediums. I like the inside Hawaiian. Oh, yeah. So we're just watching... For those of you that know, you know. We're just watching recap videos of last year. Oh. <laughs> when I was in bed the morning <laughs> of and the morning after... Or actually the night after we finished... Yeah. That was interesting. What do you want to tell yourself? Hey. I look like shit in the after video. Yeah, I don't even think you had showered yet. I think you. Probably not. Yeah. I couldn't. Remember that night? I could not sleep at all. We ordered 40 hamburgers from in and out So for those of you that don't know, World's Toughest Motor, 24-hour obstacle course race, uh, five-mile loops with 20-plus obstacles, um, from 12 p.m. Saturday to 12, actually, you have until 1.30 p.m. on Sunday, um, depending on when you start your last lap. But you try to do as many laps as possible. So last year, I did 100 miles worth mm-hmm. of the course in 24 and a half hours. And a group of my buddies, I mean, everyone just dominated. Jake and Elliot teamed, and they together combined in what 125 or something it was absurd yeah i i yeah. can't even tell you Javier how many hit 100 again um but yeah afterwards <laughs> i remember you driving me over to in and out and i'm like just dead and get back yeah. to the house and it's always it's always funny after a long event like that because you're so so hungry but then you go to eat and your stomach can just not handle it yeah i know so i remember going to s- trying to go to sleep woke up in the middle of the night and uh, Jake was staying with us, and he texted me. He's like, dude, I can't sleep. And I'm like, I can't sleep. <laughs> so we both went out in the living room and 
crashed out and they ended up falling asleep on the couch together. Yeah, I think too, you're a pretty healthy eater in general. We both are. Mm-hmm. And so going into the race, you're like, I'm sticking to my diet. Like, I just want rice and maple syrup. I just want maybe a Red Bull, maybe this. Like, keep me on oatmeal. I'm like, okay. Literally the last two hours, you're like, I just want something greasy. Yeah, no, it, it seriously Pizza, helps. McDonald's, I don't I even did, care. I did not, not say McDonald's. You guys just handed me a yeah, it was the best. It was the best sandwich you've ever it, had in your life. I don't know life. what it was. but It, it was an Egg McMuffin. Okay. Yeah. And I hadn't had one of those in like 13 years. Yeah. So I was very happy as well because I had maybe 20 minutes of sleep. Yeah. And it, I had driven helped. overnight oh, yeah. and drove back the, that next night. Yeah, that was a little silly. Good, I, good thing this year. Yeah. I mean, this year you're showing up late, but you're going to be there until we have to leave. Yeah, that's. I'm really excited for that. Cool. I might have someone else helping us on the pit too. So nice. So yeah. Name. I don't job? know who this person is, but Nick, Nick and I were talking, and oh. I might have him join us in the pits. Nice. He hasn't picked one yet. He's a little last minute on stuff. Oh. So yeah. Well, exciting. My, my ring notifications are blowing up. The cats keep. Well, it's our cats. Yeah. It's, it's our it's our little cats. babies. <laughs> I might be a little more invested, but it's okay. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I nursed them to life. Mm-hmm. We got them in there one week. I just, I just toss them around. Yeah, you make them do backflips, and uh, one of them pretends he's hurt, so he doesn't <laughs> have to get <laughs> turned upside down. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, I think a big thing that looking forward would be good to talk about is kind of your future goals. You know, I think twenty eight worlds is next, mm-hmm. and then after that, you know. So worlds, um, gonna go for 105 mm-hmm. at least. I think it's doable for me. You got all these Spartan guys and Olympic runners coming out there saying they're gonna do 125, which they might be able to. But if you've never ran in a wetsuit overnight before, had to do obstacles over and over. Yeah, then you're gonna get a little reality check. Um, but yeah, it'll be a fun event. So we're going to push it, and then after that, recover, and then to Scobia 160 for New Year's. So that'll be fun. Where keep is it? I, I keep forgetting what state. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. I was just about to say <laughs> Wisconsin, but I, I swear I've said three different states. Minnesota, Michigan. No, it's in Wisconsin. Yeah. We're going to the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. That's cool that Jake's doing it with me, so have somebody to. And Elliot's doing, but Oh, he's doing the half. half one. Yeah, because yeah, so. he can't. But yeah. he starts later than us. So oh, he does? He might be able to catch up. I mean, mm. we're going to have, like, a two-hour lead. Yeah. So, yeah. Then after that, this next year is a little open right now. I definitely want to do a 200. Um, But I may step into doing Ironmans. Ooh, that's what then, I was waiting for. And then try to qualify for Kona, which is going to yeah. be a, a stretch. But... Because yeah. we talk about that. Is yeah, like and I've talked to Natasha about it, and she's yeah. like, yeah, I think you can do it, but it's going to take a lot of more, <laughs> yeah. more dedication to, to that side of my training than, than being a runner. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that is eye-opening for you a little bit because 
Ironman training or triathlon training is so different from just running. But it's pretty sweet. I mean, since I started it last, so last year, summertime, was when I got on with NVDM coaching out of Texas. Uh, my coach, Natasha, like, basically, I mean, just getting on with her was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I put in a bunch of miles before Worlds last year, but with all the biking and swimming and lifting and, and just everything combined, I felt like I became so much of a better all-around athlete, and it helped me in, like, my ultra endurance. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not putting in as many miles weekly before the event this year because I've already done a shit ton more yeah. <laughs> like throughout the past few months. So like now it's just maintain and kind of stay recovered. Definitely. And um, yeah, so I'm not worried about this year's event. It'll uh, it'll come. What Kona happen, would what, be fun. What happens happens. Yeah, Kona would be sweet. I will be taking work off for <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to get in. I know. But um doable though. Doable, yeah. Doable. I think I'll I'll try to shoot for the seventy point three. And you put in for Alcatraz, right? Triathlon? Oh yeah. 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 Open water swim. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> you have to jump off a boat and swim <laughs> to the shore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh kinda ridiculous, but it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big year. Business-wise, uh, i got some things in the works. Um, made some moves this year that definitely helped out. Yeah. Made me uh, expand the business a little more. So it's next year we're going to see if we can uh, if we can double the business profit. Yeah. It'd be nice. Real yeah. nice. But it seems like every year it's just getting going higher and higher. Hey, yeah. that's th- That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Typically when you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it's not to stay stagnant. No, I think that's a whole other segment we could actually go into is like the business mindset and compare it to your mindset as an athlete. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, that's the whole goal of this podcast to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of correlation between athletic mentality and business mentality, mm-hmm. how it relates. Um yeah, getting stagnant is definitely easy to do. I mean, I've caught myself doing it a few times here and there the past few years. Um, but that's why it's always good to have a, a positive team around you or have someone that's that's got the same goals as you do that can really help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, like good employees, for example. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It'll be a big year. What about you? You got your <laughs> – you have a marathon coming. It's before Worlds, right? Yeah, it's November 9th. Oh, that's the day I leave. No, it's not. Wednesday. It's a Sunday. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. It might be the 6th. I don't know. Yeah, because the 9th is when I'm flying out to Florida. Okay, then it's the 6th. Okay. That's yeah, like it's two weeks. Very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> you know, I'm awesome. really just going for the enjoyment of being out in a community yeah. That enjoys marathons. Not you'll, really. You'll, it, you'll be fine. I mean, you know, I'm not you really. Can uh, run the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a very doable goal for me. Yeah. I mean, just I, <laughs> I, jog it. If you I'm being to. very sarcastic. But yeah, if I jog it, that, that would be great. Um, we'll see how I feel like 14 miles in since uh, I kind of took a backseat of running. You're going to go sub three? 
Uh, no. No? No, no, uh, no. You know, I am going for the pure enjoyment of being outside and doing something on a Sunday. I just want to yell at you as you run. <laughs> Please don't. Um, I just want to see tears coming down your face. Yeah, they're going to the be line. there um, very quickly, I think. I was very gun ho on this after Silver Moon because I think it was the first time I had ran more than five miles at once. I actually pushed 72.5. Yeah. So I was very proud. But you broke in the middle. I broke. <laughs> I um, knew it was coming. I walked into the van. And I could like not feel anything. I'm yeah. like, all right, this is, this is where you decide what you're going to do. You uh, cry <laughs> and run. You rather stay in here or you keep moving. And, and It, it uh, was terrible. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know... I love, you know, I love like anaerobic stuff, yeah. not aerobic. So this has already been a challenge for me that I have um, had to change a lot of my mindset with. And I really miss lifting and I really miss Pilates and yoga. <laughs> yeah. So it's understandable. I'm more of the guru in that sense. So. Um, but it's been good, I think, mentally challenging me oh, yeah. into something that I don't necessarily am good at. I, I saw a Goggins video this morning. Yeah, we got to bring him up because he's hilarious. But he's running, of course, with his shirt off while he's talking to the camera. Uh-huh. And this guy, did, of course. Did he start out by saying, stay hard, motherfucker? No, he no? said that at the end, I think. Um, but he said this guy pulled up to him while he was running, you know, and... He was like, Goggins, why do I feel like, what do you say? Why do I feel like I'm not getting better or something? And Goggins is like, well, what are your goals? Do you feel like you can fail in your goals? And he was like, no. And he's like, that's the problem. You're setting your goals too low. Like, you need failure. You need, you need to feel fear in your ultimate goals because fear and failure make you better so i'm very fearful of failing in this marathon uh you're not you're not gonna <laughs> fail in a marathon uh, i'm just gonna be crawling it's okay i've never ran an actual marathon so you're gonna have one um one foot ahead of me there like i said the pure enjoyment <laughs> of the community is what i'm going for and being around and maybe having a drink right after i mean that's always nice hopefully my feet are not blistered like after the silver moon race. No, they, they should be. We need to change up your sock, sock game and your. I did exactly bit. what you said. So. Well, you just said big ass toes. That's why. Thank you. Your shoes might be one size too small. Um, they fit fine when you I'm not need, running. You need a little extra room at the end. Maybe a bigger toe box. <laughs> you got some, some Flintstone feet. <laughs> I do. I do. That's right. They're they're cute. I like them. I am a Spanish woman. I know. So, I got freaking rabbit skis. For That's feet. why you're fast. Yeah. That's funny. You, br- you said that it was hard for you to run because you're so used to anaerobic workouts. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, well, that's how I used to be doing yeah. CrossFit. And I was so addicted to it that I like would only run like a few months before Worlds mm-hmm. to train. And I mean, that would get me to and well and mentally too is of still gaining kind of that mental capacity um in the beginning of doing those events but 
yeah, after I started actually like training endurance, long endurance, like there's a huge shift. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think for you now, anaerobic is harder. Oh, yeah. You come in, you're lifting, you're like, my heart rate. I'm like, yeah, that's because you're trained in such a different But it's way weird now. because I can like freaking open it up during an OCR race yeah. and like haul ass yeah. running and doing obstacles and I feel fine. Um, or even running up hills, like elevation, just I, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, anything with like moving weight now is definitely a little squatting. Oh god. I mean yeah lunges. Like, yeah, like blowing step my ups. legs out every time I fucking squat. I think some that's weight. also a recovery. Yeah, no, because last night I squatted and I felt good, but a few weeks ago I fucking just about tore my hamstrings yeah. off squatting the lightest weight ever for high reps. Not the first round. I felt it after that those first like whatever yeah. the first set. Yeah, it's a different, they're just different sports. It's different training. It's, you know, I think that's what makes like this crazy athlete is when you can do both at a high level. Yeah. And and sustaining that. So you're seeing a lot of these days, all these hybrid athletes, which, yeah, that's, that's the new thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. I'm interested to see how the runners transform into an Olympic lifter, per se, and vice versa. I think it might be a little bit easier. I think it's easier going from lifting, lifting to yeah. running. But, I yeah. mean, it all it's all genetics, too. Um, yeah, a lot of people are gifted with long endurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, OCR. Yeah, you got all these runners that just come into it, but a lot of these guys don't understand like lifting is super important for OCR as well. Um, I mean, all the upper body strength you need, and I mean, crawling on the ground, rolling over rocks, and climbing stuff—you definitely need. Yeah, need that anaerobic endurance as well. Well, and grip strength—I think oh, that's yeah. huge. That's that's something that's the biggest. I have zero percent of. You know, because yeah. I'm used to hitting volleyballs. Yeah. That's weird in Seattle Infinity. Was that a month ago? Yeah, about a month ago. Um, I mean, I haven't really been doing any upper body work. I went out there and you know, all the upper body obstacles I felt like perfect on. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's something that just I retain for a long yeah. time. But I've been working on it a little more because well, this is going to be a different story. Weather-wise? Oh, it's going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cold as shit. Um, I'm hoping they get a little heat spell for, like, just that one day. It is mid-November. Well, lately Alabama. it's been, like, 30 or t- high 20s at yeah, night, and then all of a sudden it's, like, low 50s, high 40s. I'm just going to say it's not uh, Central California where it's 90 degrees right now. And then, yeah. I don't know, 50 at night, and then... In three days, it's going to be 70s for the next week. I, I don't understand it, but that's okay. Yeah. We have some awkward weather. Yeah. But, yeah, we haven't, I mean, it's still, like, summertime. Yes. We haven't really hit fall yet. I cannot wait to wear a sweatshirt out and about and not be looked at like a weirdo. You're going to have to wait. <sighs> to wait till December. Dang. 
<laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Well. So, I'm glad we're finally doing this. On your birthday. Yeah. I mean, literally. I, mean, I don't really know what this episode's supposed to be about. I, I guess we're talking about goals. World's toughest matter, mostly. Um, your B-Day. Yeah. 28. I think that's what is so unique about you is yesterday I'm like, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? What do you want to do? And you're like, I'm going to wake up at three. I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go swim. And then I'm going to ice bath with the sunrise. I'm like. I didn't so, make the sunrise. No, I know. Well, but, um, but I mean like, and yeah. mind you, you have to drive 30 minutes to go swim and uh-huh. back. And then you had to wait. And I'm like, Wow. And I had to go get diesel this morning. Oh, and, and I want to Wim Hof. And I, I Wim Hofed while I was ice bathing. Yeah. And then I want to make a podcast. And I was like, that is. I know. We're, uh, I'm seven hours into my day. And I've, yeah. <laughs> I've got a whole And list I would done. not <laughs> expect anything less. And I think that's what the purpose of this is. Mm-hmm. It's a show that, you know, like. It takes work to get to where you want to go, and then it continues once you've gotten there. Yeah, it takes a lot of (laughs) lot of damn work. That's for sure. Yeah, and and a lot of consistency. I mean, that's something that you have that I'm very uh, not. I'm not consistent. I'm all over the place, in a good way. I mean, it just depends. Like, I have a lot of events that I have to train for. You don't. I mean, yes, you do have a marathon coming up, but training. You're, you've been, you're training, I mean, mostly. You probably yeah. get in, like, four or five days a week. Yeah. But I mean, my training's, like, seven days a week, at least twice a day, most of, most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm so used to it now. Um, and it was it was hard, especially over summer. I felt like I had a breaking point. Um, I just, everything just kind of hit me with work and trying to train so much. Um. And I didn't have any events lined up, so I just started signing up for everything I could. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it made me feel a lot better. But I uh, remember that day. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was getting monotonous uh, and pointless, just training so much and not having anything to, like, necessarily train for, just maintain, but still so doing, then, like, 18 hours a week. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, so then so you I signed like, up for one every other week. I'm going to sign up for... <laughs> Or uh, I think for distance triathlon and then this and that. There's three or four weeks where it was one every week. Something. Yeah, that was just like recently. Yeah. In the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it destroyed my legs. But they're feeling good now. <laughs> I mean, I uh, ran twice this week. Just six miles, five miles. Yeah, I did treadmill runs, but they felt good. Was holding under a seven minute pace the whole time. Do you think taking those few days off really helped? Because you're not someone to take days no, off. I hate taking days off, but yeah, no, it definitely did. Stretching and eating. I was, I mean, I eat 4,000 calories a day on average. Well, so, well between 3,600 and 4,000, mm-hmm. depending on how much tailwind I take. But I felt like I crammed in a little bit more food and, um, yeah. Had and, uh, some steaks. And just easy, like, cycling stuff mm-hmm. and some swimming. Yeah, definitely, definitely helped. And I was a little nervous getting on the treadmill on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, my legs are still tingling. Like, they're still sore to the touch. And then I'm cranking out, like, 
six thirty miles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I'm I'm surprised because I was like, oh, it's gonna take me weeks to recover, but it took like a week. Yeah, af- after putting in like eighty four miles in a couple of days. Well, and with some severe elevation. Oh yeah, I did. And yeah, I mean, training. it wasn't crazy, but gosh, what did I do? Like seventeen thousand feet of gain. Remember that? Yeah. I think that's what is so insane about in a good way of these athletes is like, yeah, your events are, you're running 50, a hundred miles, but it's the preparation as well. Like it's just not training for those or at that event. It's Mm. everything combined where you have to recover after those long events because you're never going to, it's like trying to play catch up at that point. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like hard lesson it, to learn. It's like Elliot, for example. So he did the Triple Crown, uh, put on by Destination Trail Trail Races, um, Tahoe two hundred, Bigfoot two hundred, Moab two forty, and that was within. Well, that was from June June to October. Yes. And yeah, his his training was recovery and maintaining in between those races because they mm-hmm. were six weeks apart each. Yeah, in, insane. But like seeing his progression from Tahoe, I paced him for 50, like 56 miles, kind of in the middle of that uh, that race. And it took us 29 hours. And then paced him for the last 70 miles of Moab. And we did that one in 25 hours. Wow. And I mean, he was moving fast. Like he was moving faster than I was at some points because my legs were already blowing out going into <laughs> pacing him from the pincushion goat run, which is just like a, and the lift as, as, that much, mon- Monday. as much elevation as you can do in like four hours on this hill. So I did like, what, 6,000 feet of gain that, on that Saturday four and flew hours. out to Moab the next, next day. <laughs> yeah. So that was a rough one to go into, but it was fun. I was super stoked to see him finish that. And uh, that crazy bastard is running another 200 in two weeks and then going <laughs> to World's Toughest the next week and pitting for me. Even Where's the next 200? I think it's, oh gosh, Nebraska, oh. I think. A little chilly. It's called the Cowboy 2. It's like completely flat. There's like 2,000 feet of gain over 200 miles. What is Nebraska? like... <laughs> Like, dude, you're gonna get bored. Really like Nebraska, but yeah, yeah. It's like Tuscobia is completely flat. It's gonna be flat. I'm snow. very interested to see how that is because when I picture a winter ultra, it's I picture the one in Wyoming where you're in the middle of nowhere, mountain ranges everywhere. Don't see anyone for. 10 hours. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, basically. Middle of nowhere. Now, in this race, you're going through towns on flat, pretty much, on a trail that goes along the highway, correct? Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it's all so, laid out, but yeah, the, literally in the instructions or the race briefing documents online, it says, yeah, you can get off trail and go into any bars or restaurants or anything you need to warm up or get food. I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I mean, like, the gear, the mandatory gear list for the drift is, like, everything you need to freaking survive, like, you're going to die. And for Tuscobia, it's like, uh, 
bring a couple things. You'll be fine. Sounds <laughs> like my kind of uh, event. It's going to be wild. So I'll just be in the car yelling at you guys off the side of the highway. Sure. And negative degree weather. Yeah. On New Year's. It's like, yeah, in Wyoming, that was the coldest weather I've ever been in, in my life. Mm. Like, when I got out to start the race, I got all my shit out. I'm like, oh, we have like 15 minutes till we start this thing. And I got back in the car and turned the heater on. I had my hands up against the vents because it was so freaking cold. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And then, I mean, once we were out there moving, pulling that sled, you warm up so quick to where, like, mm-hmm. I was having to, like, open up the jacket and everything. I tried to warn you how cold negative degree oh, it's, weather it's is since stupid. I lived in it for five years. My, my blender's glasses literally instantly froze, mm-hmm. like, right when we started, just from my breath coming it's up. It's a different feeling. I completely froze, and I was like, well, I gotta switch to my snow goggles. I think the weirdest part is when your nose hairs freeze. Oh, yeah. Mine were frozen, like, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's the weirdest <laughs> feeling. Yeah, I remember being out in the middle bumfuck nowhere in the woods. There's like certain sections out there where it's really steep, and I guess the thing to do with sleds is you like fold your poles back or whatever kind of setup you have and sit on your sled and sled down these hills. I mean, I'm out there middle of the night by myself sledding down these steep-ass hills, like taking all these corners and stuff. And I'm just like, damn, like they're like, and you can only see so much. You're like, it's just white everywhere. I'm on this little trail. It's just an eerie feeling. I mean, you just had kind of have to block it out and keep going, just keep moving forward. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. Wyoming's one of my favorite states. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Pure white. It was awesome. The middle of winter. Maybe not the negative degree weather, but the beauty of that state. Yeah, has lots to offer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, how far are we into this? 34 minutes? Oh, that's not bad. 34 minutes of rambling. Yeah. We had, we had an episode title for number one. <laughs> what? I was just thinking, because, you know. I do this every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> On my podcast. You're you're the queen of podcasts now. I wouldn't say the queen. I mean, we only have like 800 listeners. That's pretty good. Sometimes. We, we should name this one. Cold as balls and bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Pushing 30. Pushing 30. <laughs> Oh, man. We'll think of something clever. Yeah. But I think this is something that is important to you. Yeah. I've wanted to start a podcast for, like, years now. And it's, it always, like, I don't know why. I'd if you're I, listening, I, I, I say like this all the time. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. I don't like listening to myself on things at all, ever. Um, the more you do it. And I'm, I'm always feel like I'm going to get judged just for... I Who don't gives know a shit? for anything. I, I know exactly. I, I know that, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to open up because I am a pretty quiet person. I mean, I'll post a bunch of crap on Instagram, but as far as like talking about my personal life and stuff, I don't do that too often. Yeah. Unless it's with people I really know. So kind of uh, spreading some information out there is a little, it feels a little weird, but it's good. I, I mean, my whole idea behind Peak Mentality, that's kind of started this little brand name last year after world's toughest is to just spread motivation on, on, you know, gaining a a mental capacity to push through long endurance 
events or, you know, even hard times in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this podcast, I want to talk about a lot of, a lot of events, a lot of physical endeavors and even, even some business stuff and, uh, keep it entertaining, keep it funny. Give but, the people what they want. Yeah. Have some guests on and stuff like that, whether it be in person or zoom calls or, or a call in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just want to, I mean, I have a Rolodex of stories from events and stuff I've learned over the past 10 years of doing OCR and ultras and triathlons where watching myself go from being just this little newbie in OCR doing 50 miles at world's toughest and looking at the guys running a hundred like Ryan Atkins and, and, uh, just, I'm like, there's no way this is humanly possible. And then last year, boom, I'm in the elite category running a hundred miles and it's like, okay, well, I, re- I had to find out myself obviously, um, what it took to get there. And, um, it's a lot of work, but the the biggest, the biggest part of it is the the mental capacity to push through, to understand, okay, your body's hurting. This is how your body's feeling, but you can definitely push so much further than what you think you can. Um, and I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You, you always have a breaking point during a long event like that. Um, even if you are used to it and you'll have points where you're questioning yourself and you're like just down on yourself, but you really have to just d- dig deep and smile. And that's what helped me last year. Just mm-hmm. tell yourself you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I mean, you're out there for 24 hours and it's going to go by at snap of a finger and then you'll be back home in bed. You never yeah. looked mentally distraught. You looked focused. No, I was so fucking committed and on point last year like nothing else Mm -hmm. was going like really going on in my head which i've never had that happen Mm -hmm. like there was one point where i was running on this kind of uphill section by myself it was probably like two or three in the morning and i'm like thinking of comfort i literally said to myself i'm like stop fucking thinking about that i'm Mm -hmm. right where i need to be i'm fucking crushing this Mm -hmm. i got x amount of hours left and it's done and i mean stuff just flies by like so fast oh yeah yeah so but that's that's like what i really learned last year was if you have a big goal set for yourself i mean you can't just keep telling yourself oh it's my goal it's my goal you really need to dig deep like at least a month beforehand and keep telling yourself every day like and, and picturing yourself crossing the finish line or whatever it may be and, like, just have that vision in your head, like, just solid, like, to the mm-hmm. T. Because that's exactly what happened last year. Like, I had this exact vision, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep telling yourself that no matter what, you're going to make it. Nothing else is going to bother you. And you're just going to push through. And it's, I mean, it's just a little fraction of time you're taking out of your life to do it. So yeah. it's not like it's the end of the world. I mean, you can push through the pain and... You know, you think you think these little pains are gonna linger on forever, but immediately when you stop and you're done, all that shit goes away. Yeah, you have soreness and all that, but it's uh, it's quick. Yeah, I think that's what's unique about those events. Any yeah. long, any long duration events that I've I've never been a part of. So coming into it brand new, yeah, and just being around it, it's like. It's so long and it seems like it's never going to end. And then it's just gone in a blink of an eye and you're at that moment and you're like, I just did that. Okay. What's next? Yeah. You know, yeah. cause it, you only 
feel it for when you cross, when you're almost there, I would say like the last lap, right? You're feeling it. The emotions are coming. You cross the finish line. It's what you imagined. You're there. Five minutes later, you're kind of like, all right, I did it. Yeah. What can I do next? What's the next event? How do I feel this feeling again? How do I get that almost nervousness or butterfly sensation again? Yeah, that's hard to find. I mean, depending on what event it is, but yeah. I think that's in life too. Yeah. No, since Worlds, I mean, nothing, nothing's compared to Worlds. Even though it wasn't as extravagant as I thought it was going to be for hitting mm-hmm. 100 miles. I mean, that's just the way the event is nowadays compared to what it was in the past. Um, but I mean, it's still, it's still pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of us in the world that have done it. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. So all right. Let's wrap this up. And uh yeah, we should try to do like one of these a week. Maybe. Yeah. We'll <sighs> we'll, we'll shoot for it. Um that's on your schedule cuz I'm always open okay. for these. Well, if you can't talk, I'll just I'll talk to the people by myself. Okay. I'll spread the word by myself, brother. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> brother. <laughs> What's going on, brother? All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Peak Mentality Podcast. We'll be back with uh, some more good news and greatness mm-hmm. next time. Happy so, birthday. Well, thank you. Should we sing? Should not sing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very <laughs> I great think we have an applause here on the board uh, or yeah, something. Which, which one is it? I have no idea. Just I'm just going to guess. You. There we oh, go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. 28. Yeah, there we Maybe go. Wait, where's, the, where's the horn? No, that's some cricket. Nope. No. Uh-huh. Jokes. Oh, got some scary, scary stuff. I was going to say it was that yeah, one. That was a fail for all those that I just hit. Pretty much. People were thinking, what the fuck are they doing right now? I know. I know. All right. We're out. <laughs>